Hey everyone, this is the Uproot Podcast with Sajira, Maya, and Asante. Y'all know what it is. Everybody, make some noise. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. 2021. Let's get it. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in with the Uproot Podcast. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be talking about blind faith. And so if everyone can turn to Hebrews 11 in their Bible. Because we need church. Whether it's a physical or on your electronic device. Uh, But yeah, we're going to start with Hebrews 11 and we'll break down first with the verse uh, Hebrews 11.1 on the definition of faith. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to do the reading. All right. No, I'm playing. Uh, uh, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by it, our ancestors want God's approval. Yeah, um, I like this definition. There, There's a saying that goes, you got to see it before you see it. Mm-hmm. So basically what that means is when you're exercising faith in something, um, you, you've got to be able to see it in the spiritual before you end up seeing or experiencing it in the physical. Mm-hmm. And so that's I'm reminded of that saying when it says um, it's the reality of what we hope for. Um, you know, the substance of things that we're not actually seeing. So I like that. I think it's powerful. Yeah, it's definitely powerful. Yeah, and so I like how the Bible just gives you a straight definition to help you kind of understand what all is involved with having a relationship with God. And, um, I guess kind of like the process of, you know, how to walk with him. Like there's a lot of things that will not be able to be explained right away mm-hmm. and, you know, learning to trust him and seeing the examples of, you know, the disciples in the past and their stories in the Bible and even Jesus himself and things that he did, uh, trusting the end result will be, you know, of a great blessing and eternal um, victory and something greater than we would know. Uh, it's nice to have a clear, I guess, a man's definition to understand and help us comprehend so that we can flow with God on that. And so with Hebrews, there are some great stories uh, that show examples of blind faith from the disciples and apostles. What's uh, your guys' favorite story, and how has it helped you in your walk? Um, I guess for me, um, it has to be the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, she had this issue for 12 years, which is a very long time. Goodness yeah. gracious. Um, and so, of course, she knew where Jesus was going to be. I mean, like, who didn't know where this train is loud? <laughs> but anyways, Sorry. who didn't know um, where Jesus was going to be at the time? But the difference with her was that 
she um, showed mustard seed faith that he talks about a lot. Um, he brings this up at least. I don't even know. He he brings it up a lot, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in the gospels that like we should have mustard seed faith, and she shows that. I mean, all she wanted to do is touch a piece of his clothing. Yeah, you know, you know the way they say it in the Bible. I don't think it like really just makes it make sense. You know, we like to embrace people, so sometimes we feel like we need to hug somebody. We feel like we need to have a full, drawn out conversation with somebody to be healed you know we have therapists and everything like that right now so uh in which we you know it, it does help you know i'm not saying it doesn't help but um just showing her all she wanted to do is touch a piece of his clothing mm-hmm. it could have been almost like some string that was loose on his clothing if she <laughs> would have touched that she's gonna be healed that was mm-hmm. the faith that she had yeah. And um the fact of the matter is that God felt it or Jesus felt it amongst hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like very shocking. And so for me, that is it's just amazing. Because ba- basically what that tells me is that her faith did the talking. Her faith did all the talking. She didn't have to have a conversation. She didn't, she didn't even have to be all up in his face like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, touching all on teacher, teacher, heal me, please. Right. All she was like, hey, I know Jesus, and all I got to do is touch his clothing, the clothes that he's wearing, and she, I'm going to be healed. She understood his position. She understood who he, exactly. She yeah. understood exactly who he was. So, yeah, that was dope. That is serious. Mm-hmm. I like the desperation in in the passage because it's like for one if you've been struggling with anything for yep. 12 years especially something as serious as internal bleeding yeah you know what i mean so there's a there's a high level of desperation there to right. the point where you know in, in that period of time she's probably tried everything she's tried doctors she's tried you know maybe some magic she just, yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like did. she probably magic has done Everything that she could possibly think of to the point where she's like, I, I've i done some crazy stuff, and this mm-hmm. me touching his clothes is not any crazier than this other stuff. Jesus. Other stuff I tried. God specializes. Oh, my goodness. Bro. Yeah. She I got that second opinion, miracles. that third opinion, and people probably wrote her off, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And everybody and, uh, was like, at that time, like, yeah. he does miracles? Yeah. Just everybody knocking on everybody's door. He does yeah. miracles. Yeah. Right. And and to know that, I mean, that doesn't really take a lot of faith when you see somebody doing it, right? And so it goes back to it goes back to that. So the thing is, a lot of people probably was like, Okay, he does miracles. Some people probably had faith. They were just like, Okay, he does miracles. So like let's go, you know, and and test it out. They probably was like, Let's test it out. But she was like, nah. It worked. So let me go and, yeah. you know, because a lot of people probably just wanted to test it out and see mm-hmm. if it really was true. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whereas she felt like it was true. And so to touch back on that point, Maya, you did bring that up that she was going through it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, trials, they test our faith. Mm-hmm. So for her, uh, little did she know it, she probably did know it, that that was her trial. Mm-hmm. She was going through a trial for 12 years. Mm-hmm. To develop her faith and test it, uh-huh. and she passed. Yeah, after twelve. It's years. crazy to think about it because probably at that time 
Jesus ministry hadn't even started. It didn't start. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like she had supersized faith then. <laughs> had, yeah. Because he didn't even have a track record yet. He did. Right. Like it probably at that time she was probably had no idea about a savior. You know, someone who you know is equal to God and could heal mm-hmm. right away and do all these things that you know no man can do on their own and so all this time she's like having no hope for years you yeah. know doctors probably barely had anything they probably gave up on <laughs> her like just go did. home they're like all we got is needles and camel hair like <sighs> Hey, you can lay can right here and we'll get you some water from the well. <laughs> Jeez. And yeah. to have some honey. <laughs> like, you know, like they probably already had anything. And and so to hear about this great man, I mean, I bet she was taking every ounce of energy she had left. No, that's a good point. Oh, that's a great point. That's so good. Because it's like she probably she probably was in so much pain that it took everything she had to even get there yeah. to the location, mm-hmm. and then she probably didn't even have the strength to even fight, fight her way through, through the crowd mm-hmm. and like really be right. next to him. Yeah, she's right. like, look, let me right. just go touch let me just touch some. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's a good cool. point. It's that's like when really you hit point. rock bottom. Yeah, and you're like, there's. There's only this one person I've heard that's done all these things. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to just trust. If I can just get in the vicinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, as Christians, when we go through stuff like that, or we probably get to, like, one of our lowest points. We, we be talking to Jesus, like, Jesus, I need you. Like, I know I did it plenty of times. I still do it now. I'm not at my lowest point, but I do it. Like, Jesus, look, I need you, all right? It's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's a lot of things I could try to do on my own and try to force it. But no, I need you. I'm just going to tell you like that. Sometimes I just go to him and be like, I need you. That's it. There ain't going to be no long conversation. It's just like, Jesus, look, you already know. <laughs> I need you. Okay, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. Begging. Like, you know. Yeah. And you don't be worried about nothing else no more. It's mm-hmm. like at that point, when you get to that feeling, it's like, I feel like your your faith has developed at that point. Where like when nothing else really matters, yeah, mm. it's like okay. It, it seems like God probably be like, yeah, this is where I wanted you. This mm-hmm. is exactly where I needed you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like it's not like really a turning point back because you got to that point where it's like, oh, I can't go back. Like I, I love that. Um, it's that picture. I don't know where you can find it. Probably on Pinterest or something. But it's that picture of this man on this like edge of a cliff and he's trying to get to the other side but there's no like bridge or walkway and mm. so he's like yelling out help me you know to God or you know I can't do it I can't jump cause you know if he jumps he's gonna fall right through the crack, right. the crack. but God's like jump and you see in like the next picture like the man jumped and in the midst of all the fog below there was a staircase waiting for him mm. so that he can go up the staircase 
to go to the other side of the cliff. Wow. And it's just like, that's literally, you know, the faith journey when you go through like trials, you're like, or like you're asking God to make a way out of no way, whether it's like a financial situation or healing or um, even just having, you know, expectation for, you know, your family members to, mm-hmm. you know, meet Christ and just to make it out 2020. Or yeah, you know, get, you know, <laughs> so. get a job. Um, so many different things. And you're like, I don't see how this can happen. Like, mm-hmm. how is this bill going to be paid? And somehow he's just like, do it. And he just makes this random staircase and gets you through. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So faith is walking through the fog. Through the fog. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know, it's like the Lord tells you, keep walking. You're like, but I can't see anything. Right. He's mm-hmm. like, I know, but keep walking. Right. It's like, but I don't know what might be. I don't know what obstacles there might be. I don't know what challenges I might face because I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know, but keep walking. What? <laughs> That's actually how I feel going to 2021. Well, going into this year now. It's like, just keep walking. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what's going to happen because obviously y'all thought something was going to happen in 2020. Okay. And y'all got the wrong message. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, like, now people are like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but it's just, like, keep walking. Mm-hmm. And right. we're going to see, like, who who jumping, who not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like what you said earlier about uh, your faith being tested mm-hmm. because that's when it really matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can have faith theoretically all day long. You can talk about, <laughs> you know, your faith. You can... You can think about how you might respond or what you might do when you face certain challenges, but your faith doesn't become real until you actually have to exercise it. Right. You know, until it's you're really put through that test. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's when you really see how much faith you have, not just how much faith you talked about having. That's facts. That's facts. And then, like, when you get brought out of a situation, it's like. Man, like I really did not see a way out of that, mm-hmm. and it was a way that was just made out of nowhere. Yeah, and I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I have no, I have no reason to worry. Yeah, um, and sometimes it takes people one time. Sometimes it takes multiple times. The thing is, um, I feel like God. Well, of course, He's a God of many chances. Yeah, but um, some people he's like you're gonna get it. I feel like he just sit there like you're gonna get it. I know it. I know how long it's gonna take you, but you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like dang, all right. With me, I think it took me a, a couple of tries, but I this mean, year, or not even this year, like 2019 and 20, you know, 20. I, that's when I really started to see even more. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people I didn't see myself no more. I saw God working. I didn't see like me working no more. I saw God doing it. Yeah. Um, it's because, like you said, the situations he put me in or allowed to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's funny because I feel like God still, he'll show me, he's, he's shown me multiple times how he's come through. And sometimes I still, am, like, small or big, I'm still like, 
having anxiety over a situation and God's like, you are still tripping. Isn't that crazy how mm-hmm. we do that? Yeah. Like how I done, many... I done done A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, and mm-hmm. all these different types of situations. And you're worried about this? Hey, it'd be the smallest stuff. It'd be the smallest thing. Sometimes it'd be large, but like, it'd be sometimes small. Mm-hmm. And... You know why? I think it's more so because with the small things, we feel like we could do something about it. Mm-hmm. And when it's a large thing, we like, ain't nothing I can do about this. So that <laughs> is easier to have faith then. Yeah. Whereas with small things, you're like, man, I could have handled this if I had like 50 more dollars. Like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, I was probably about to give you 100, but like, you tripping. Like, why are you bugging right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that's probably why. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of all the many times in scripture that God will do something crazy mm-hmm. and then when he, he'll bring his people through something and then the very next challenge they face, it's like the last one didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. And God is like, you need to remember, like, right. <laughs> you need to, like, don't forget. He'll tell them, like, set up your stones of remembrance. Like, you need to remember what I've done. Yeah. Because at, at a, after a certain point, and I'm guilty of this too. After a certain point, it really becomes almost offensive to a God who can Man. do everything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, I just parted the Red Sea the other day right. for y'all. And y'all worried about this? Man, like, you I've need to remember to... <laughs> what I've done. Man, I've had to have some real talks with myself. Because I've had those moments and God's like, are you serious, Jira? Like this little thing, and we just done a whole random event together, and I financially came through on A, B, and C. Right. And you can't think I can handle this mm-hmm. and get you out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to stop. Yeah. Because now you're doubting everything that I've already shown you I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to be in his, put my feet in his shoes for a second. It's like. I would be offended myself, you know? Yeah, I've heard of this example of, like, um, if you think of it like a parent and a child, right? Mm. And if a child comes to their parent, like, every week, you know, a a parent that has always provided for their child and they always had everything they needed and they never had to worry about anything, they always had their needs met. Mm Mm-hmm. What? How crazy would it be if that child came to their parent like every week, scared, talking about how are we gonna eat today, <laughs> or talking about what happens if our lights get cut off, or and it's like, what do you mean? Like, like I've happen? always provided for right. you. Like, at after a certain point, it's like, do you not believe in me as a parent? Right. Do you not actually believe that I can provide for you? Because I've been doing that. <laughs> right. You know, so we we just, I don't that know. Is it, it's something about the human condition that just causes us to default to doubt instead of faith. Even yeah. though, <laughs> even though we've been through, God has brought us through so many things so many times before. Right. And it's like, we still want to fall back on that default setting. Like, right. Well, what if he can't do it this time? <laughs> Yo, what do you mean? And you know, sometimes when you lack faith, you end up doing something stupid too. Yeah. And then you make it worse. That's like, like a, look at you. 
what is it, Hagar and Sarah? Yeah. Ishmael? They like, yeah, they had Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now it's like, okay, I got to fix this mess. Look. <laughs> gonna, yeah, I mean, he'd be like, all right, now I got to fix it. But look, I could do it. But it's like, do I want to do it? Yeah. Maybe not. It really, it really <laughs> like, didn't have just, to be all that. It didn't have to be all that. Y'all all tripping. Right. But, yeah. you know, that's how it go. Because mm-hmm. we get ahead of ourselves, basically. Yeah. You know? Man. Right. The fact that he way. still is willing to fix. Fix. Yeah. Our, our, you know, raw decisions instill, mm-hmm. you know, realign us if we're willing yeah. and bless us. It's just the craziest thing. It is. Right. Because he really could legitimately be like, you know what? Go ahead then. Since you wanted to do it on your own, go mm-hmm. ahead. Like, he could just leave us out right. there. And, like, like, I'm not fixing it this time. <laughs> Imagine if he said that. I'm not fixing it this time. He's like, take your bad fruit. What? Like, yeah. You know. God, you've been fixing it for me for 50 years. You ain't going to do it this time, man. Come on, man. But he's so gracious every time. Yeah. Every time. Every time. All right. So, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is about Moses and how he saved God's people from the wrath of the Pharaoh. Um, And so you can find a snippet of this faith story in Hebrews 11, 24. Uh, And I really liked it because he went through a lot of different faith steps with God. I mean, first, when, you know, he decided to completely leave this luxury life that Mm -hmm. he had, with the Egyptians to go to completely nothing and follow God and be with God's people, uh, that that's a big faith step. I mean, you, you're losing all comfort and uh, convenience, mm-hmm. but, he, I mean, he, he saw the, the greater need and the greater understanding and who is greater uh, and the importance of listening to who is greater you know which is god and so um to take that leap and then next after you know god gives him a home and a wife and you know a family to be with then god asks him to go back to egypt to go Mm -hmm. save the people he was like the place i just fled from that place (laughs) you know he already felt uncomfortable with how he could speak he was insecure about that plus the murder plus the murder Murder, the shame of you know murdering one of the uh egyptian um who were watching over the slaves um and then to be asked to go back and talk to Pharaoh and ask him to let God's people go from slavery, who used to be, you know, family to Moses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's just like a lot of emotions going on there. Yeah. And God's like, go. <laughs> Point blank. But one of the things I really appreciate about God in this was like he knew Moses was going to struggle with the talking part. He was like, me? And that always was like my favorite line that helped like me with like being insecure and speaking was like God was like, who made man's mouth? Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, like just that like line alone is like, <clears throat> oh, you right, you right though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you did. 
make man's mouth mm-hmm. and that really kind of trumps every type of insecurity about how you speak when he brings that up yeah um and so he still knew moses was going to be tripping over it, and so he allowed his cousin to speak on you know his behalf to help him out you know back up but just to have all that faith and all that process to go back to what was familiar but not good for you to help save those who were still stuck in that area. Um, I don't know, I just, something really honoring and um, humbling and just seeing the strength. Like, it was like he walked in there knowing, like, he had this huge, I don't know, like, you know that picture with, like, the like a lion cub and then there, there's like the father lion that's right behind it and you mm-hmm. see the shadow um and it's like the cub is facing like this big creature but then you see the father mm-hmm. lying behind mm-hmm. it and about. the big creatures it's like you know you got this huge backup and coming in there with all this strength knowing you know maybe nobody else can see it but you know what's going on you know who is greater you know you know, the Heavenly Father is watching over you and guarding you and mm-hmm. making a way for you and protecting you so that you can do the assignment. It's just... Speaking for you, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's overwhelming because it's like, no matter what situation, like, God asking you to do something, you know, you really have to submit your emotions and it may be a process, but you may have, you have to submit your emotions and see. You gotta expand your mind on God's power, mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, through His strength, help push through and do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what faith is. Really, right. is like being able to make that transition from operating in your own strength to operating in God's strength. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in your mind, it's like, oh, I can't do it, or I can't can't do this, I can't do that. And in a sense, it's correct. It's like, no, you can't. Not in in my own strength, no, I can't. Mm -hmm. But that's why God is like, but don't worry about that, because you're not operating, you're not limited by your own strength. Like I'm gonna talk through you. I'm gonna work through you. Mm-hmm. You're operating in my strength, and that's how you're able to do it. Right. You know right. what I mean? Actually, so in First Peter one and five, it actually says that it's basically saying that we are guard, we are guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm-hmm. Regarded <laughs> by God's power through faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I mean. That sums it up. Mm-hmm. And y'all pretty much summed it up right there. Mm-hmm. So, if y'all haven't watched Prince of Egypt, I'm going to need <laughs> y'all to watch that because you, you are visual learners like myself. Mm-hmm. Bro, that movie still has me tearing up. Like, it's a good movie. The, <laughs> they did a great job with the graphics and the voices. Like, I really felt... God's spirit in some of those scenes and it really helped me 
in my adult life with certain situations, remembering, you know, inverses help, but some, you know, it just gives that extra icy on the top, seeing a visual of someone's faith step and God's presence strengthening them. So yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my favorite example, uh, since we're in Hebrews 11, um, it's got to be Abraham and Isaac. If you look at verse 17, I'm actually going to just read like two or three of the verses because I think it's really good. <clears throat> verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Hmm. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And I absolutely love that because just just the way that Abraham responded to God is just such an incredible picture of faith right off the bat. You know, um, God tells Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. And through that son, all of your offspring are going to be more numerous than the stars in the Mm -hmm. sky and more numerous than the sand on the seashore and all of this. He gives him the son. And then God's like, okay, now you need to kill him. Now, instead of responding crazy like I would have, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Abraham immediately responds by saying, oh, well, if God's telling me to kill him, then obviously he must be able to raise him back to life. What? That's crazy. For that to be your response, I don't think the average person would respond that way. I just don't. Like, (laughs) I think that's, that's really incredible. And not only did he... Not only did he have the faith, but going back to what you were saying earlier, DeSante, the faith was tested because in Genesis, Mm -hmm. it says that when it goes through the story in more detail, it says that Abraham had the knife in the air, had his hand in the air about to kill Isaac Mm -hmm. and the angel had to stop him from following through. So literally he was about to put his faith to the test in that moment he was about to kill Isaac that's how much faith he had that God was just going to raise him back to life mm-hmm. you know something came up when you were reading the verses because you said that before God had told Abraham that he will have you know many more you know children than you know the sand and the stars in the sky and it made me think about how that may have helped his faith because Mm. he saw that when God gave him that promise then he took well if God is asking me to kill my son then he's gonna raise him back up because he gave me this promise yeah he's not a man that he should lie Right. If he said it, we believe it. Shout out to Maverick City. Yes. Yeah, feel me? That's the that's the one right that there. That song jail. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> that's, that's huge. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he stuck to that promise so much that he knew that his son 
was still going to be a part of the reason why that promise was going to happen, mm-hmm. even if that meant dying and coming back to life. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's crazy because it what it shows is that he clung to the promise mm-hmm. more so than like the the circumstances that were literally right in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. goes back to verse one that we mentioned earlier. You know, you're clinging on to what's not seen. What he was seeing is that Isaac was about to die, but he believed more in mm-hmm. what he wasn't seeing, which is God's actual promise. Right. That's crazy. He believed in sovereignty too. He was like, "Well, one way or another, one way or another, you're gonna come through on your promise." Yeah. So I don't know how you're gonna do it. It is gonna be you're gonna give me a sacrifice, mm-hmm. or you're gonna raise him back from the dead. And so he chose to raise back from the dead. He's like, "Well, you telling me to kill him, so all right." <laughs> like, yeah, that's so amazing. I guess you're gonna raise him back. There's so many things that like connect with that because mm-hmm. one, you think about like a parent, you know. And um, you know they're trusting God to you know heal their family and stuff, and you know they've decided to give their life, but maybe their family hasn't, and so trusting that God will, in a long ways, you know heal the family because that one person had decided to give their life mm-hmm. you know yeah um and same with like the way you know god gave you know jesus you know died for us you know that was like a promise he low-key made to himself was you know i'm gonna sacrifice my son and mm. he's gonna come back to life and there's gonna be you know many children who will, you know, be in my name. It's like, yeah, there's so many connections to that. Mm-hmm. That that one incident. Yeah. I actually have something that Dr. Evans wrote, actually. And he basically says, don't focus on the size of your problem. Focus on the size of your God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when I saw that, it made me go back to... Um, I forgot what verse I got this from. Anyways, um, basically, you know, him telling us that his thoughts are not our thoughts. Yes. And his ways are not our... It's uh, Isaiah 55. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 55. Um, and his ways are not our ways. So then he goes back to say that his words that come from his mouth will not return empty. Yeah. Think about that. They don't return back empty. Like mm-hmm. So that means he's going to do whatever he wants with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to accomplish what he pleases, yeah, and will prosper in what he sends it to do. Absolutely. And no matter it, how crazy it sounds, right. is the thing. Right. And so think about this. Um, it it kind of goes like that for Moses. Moses stood on that. It was like, oh, okay, okay. I know your thoughts are not my. You know, hmm, are not the right. same as my thoughts. I know your ways are not the same as my ways. You know, they're higher mm-hmm. than mine. You know. Um. And then your words don't return empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trusting that. So all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. bet I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. You know. But again, over time, he he went through those various trials where he failed some. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I'm saying? He kept going through a few right. and God provided a way out. So, you know. That's the blessing, you know, with his grace and mercy is like he gets we're human. Like mm-hmm. he gets our emotions, he gets our fears right. and you know, our experiences that develop those fears and he gets our need for control and understanding. Right. And so for him to be willing and able to deal with your failures and, you know, times of not obeying, you know, and still be willing to take you back right in whenever, you know, you're ready to turn around and go, you know, go get it realigned it's just it's again just explains of an unconditional love that's so beyond what we naturally do in our own ways of showing love to one another in our you know families and friendships and etc yeah I, I keep thinking about what you said just now um his word not returning void mm-hmm. it's like i think sometimes we forget how powerful god's word is right because if you think about creation everything that exists exists because god spoke oh. like that's how much power is in god speaking so when god speaks to you yeah. when god gives you a promise like that's the kind of power that we need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. God doesn't say stuff just to say it. He doesn't say it like, well, maybe I can do it. Or right. maybe this right. might happen. Or I'm thinking about it. Or No, like when God speaks, things happen. He, every, he has spoken everything into being. That's yeah. the same God that's speaking to you and giving you that promise. And so that is what should fuel our faith, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me think about uh, something that Dr. Evan said this past Sunday, I think. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, where it was like God's breath. Um, God's breath is basically the Holy Spirit doing work. Yeah. It wasn't just like his breath is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's just like it's out there. It was like, no, whenever he breathes, like he exhales, that's the Holy Spirit doing work. Yeah. It's like, goodness like that's powerful like that's a mighty power mm-hmm. just like when you exhale something's happening mm-hmm. don't know where it's at but it's happening somewhere right. yeah that's crazy that's really good yeah which is which is interesting because you know there's something like i don't know maybe you guys have heard of this but i know my mom says this to me sometimes like when you like, if you have a question or you're not really getting an answer yet from God, mm-hmm. it's because he's working in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, with breath, you can't really hear it. Mm. It doesn't mean it's not flowing. That's Ooh, true. Your That's mom told you that? Jeez. The first part. But yeah. She's uh, on point. Yeah. And so, that's crazy because there's something powerful about yes there's something powerful when we, when we go from a man's perspective about voice mm-hmm. 
there's something powerful about what somebody speaks. But it's interesting when you go from a breath aspect. Mm-hmm. There's something powerful about God's silence. Mm. Because it may be silence to us, but it's not silence in His realm. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. That's what's, intense. What's that saying that's like, uh, though God may be silent, He is not still? Mm. So it's like, okay. He may not be saying something directly to you right, right now, but that doesn't mean he's not working. Right. Like right. something is always working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes we're not. Right. But something's either either happening to you or it's happening to that thing that he's preparing you for mm-hmm. or he's putting something together over off on the side. Like mm-hmm. something is happening, you may just not be aware of, of, of what it is. Right. Facts. Big facts. All the other thing is like if you know like if you waiting on God for to do something in your life, like you literally like obviously through the help, you know, and it, through his strength, you know, the Holy Spirit, but like you literally gotta remind yourself like God's got this. God's mm-hmm. got this. Because mm-hmm. I mean our minds can so quickly like between being impatient to seeing the circumstance it's so hard to sometimes hold on like you can be doing good for like a week or a month and then you're like I just don't see nothing or <laughs> six months a year or 12 years or 12, like years. Yeah, 12 years and Good I still don't gracious. see something I mean the people you know God's people who were slaves in Egypt how many years was it that they were it slaves it was uh, 300 Mm. And they were praying, mm. and they're like, "Lord, well, four hundred years. Why don't actually. you hear our cry? We're crying, you know." Mm-hmm. And then he's literally trying to configure this, you know, genealogy, you know, ology mm-hmm. to get Moses to where he is, his position, because of all that was going on between the killings of God's people and whatever else that was in the way to get Moses to where he is so that he could answer their prayer you know like Mm -hmm. that all that work you know he wasn't like ignoring or just chilling on his throne like (laughs) he literally was working hard to get this one person to answer this huge prayer that everybody was waiting for Hmm. yeah it was huge facts It also makes me think about having more patience personally. Like when you're, when you're, you know, when you really get into, you know, your walk with Christ and wanting the same things for, you know, your family members and wanting your family to heal, it's like you wish it wasn't a flip of a switch. But it's just not. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own process with God. God has his own ways of, you know, having to reach each individual and your family members. And, you know, some may not even get it at all. But trusting that he's working and he will make a way out of no way in the hearts, you know, 
I may not find out in the next five years, you know, but just believing in a greater because I made a decision to, you know, make a change and then hoping that it will bless not only the family now, but the generations after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Good stuff. Yeah. That's great. That's encouraging. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we, you know, especially like being here in the United States, like everything we just want so quickly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, all right, miracle. and it's not always that way yeah and kind of what you touched on just now is like it mentions that in in Hebrews 11 as well is that you know your faith is not always for you it's not you know what I mean like Mm. Moses was doing all that stuff you know to lead the people to the promised land and then Moses himself did not see the promised land Mm -hmm. Mm. so like you mentioned just now about future generations like sometimes we need to exercise faith on their behalf mm-hmm. you know we we God is allowing us to be part of his story for something he's going to do you know two generations later right so that's that's something that we've got to keep in mind as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or even how about this your your story or like the the trial or the you know the um faith testing that you could be going through um, could help the person right next to you and mm. your time right now as well. And so, again, it goes back to saying that what you're going through or or what God does for you is not necessarily always for you. And I think we live in a, the you said America, but I think all over in society, um, you live in a world where it's very selfish now. Oh, yeah. Right. And so people miss the part that it's like whatever's going on for you or like whatever um, trial you're going through, people see it as a negative, whereas it could be a positive because it might help somebody else Yeah, next to you. Mm-hmm. Like they might see it. And if they see like your reaction to it and if it's positive, mm-hmm. it can help them change. Or if they see like, oh, dang, they went through that too. Like, OK, I ain't the only one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now yeah. it helps them. And so um, we have to look at it in those aspects because when you become mm-hmm. selfish, then you become, um, uh, I guess, you know what we say, sorry for yourself. And God actually tells us not to do that. <laughs> you know, don't don't mourn or be sorry uh, for yourself, yeah. basically. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it's mainly because, like, well, for one, he has everything in control. Um, and then, again, what they say, tests and trials are only to make you strong. It's legit. And then within those, it could also help someone else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we the reality is we can't possibly see the big picture. We can't. You know what I mean? So, it we're one piece of this like infinity piece puzzle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So we we it's in our best interest to just trust God in what whatever His promise is because He can see the full picture and we can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. All right, y'all. Well, let's end out in prayer. Yes, ma'am. All right. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for another time with you and your word and fellowship. We pray, Lord, that you just continue to help us get to know you more and grow with you more and reflect you more, Lord. Help us to understand things that we may be confused about. Please bless us with great examples in our journey, Lord to be able to experience you better and help us to be able to experience you in a way that will help us have more of a deeper relationship with you, Lord. We thank you again for the faith tests that you have given us or are giving us or will give us to help us expand our understanding of your power and your authority still on this earth, Lord. Uh, we thank you for your grace and your mercy each and every way in this journey that you have for us, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you continue just to protect our minds and our hearts and continue to keep us aligned with you, realign us with you, Lord, continue to heal us. And with 2021, help our expectations, our concerns, our burdens, our fears, um, help them lay, uh, lay them down to you, Lord, and just take it a day at a time and trust you with each and everything that we have going on in our lives, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guys. In 2021, make sure y'all are tapping in with Jesus. Tap, tap. <laughs> Tap, tap, tap in. in. <laughs> With the Lord. Hey. I know that's wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.